cyber attacks engineered by artificial intelligence are becoming more frequent and a greater risk to critical infrastructure we take for granted, according to the global technology giant Cisco. As we've seen with criminal attacks on you know, Optus, Medibank Private, uh, just recently DP World as well, of course, the attacks are becoming more sophisticated and the exposure means corporations, government departments and government agencies are on constant alert. The ABC senior business correspondent Peter Ryan has been speaking with Cisco top security executive uh, about the cyber risks and Peter joins us now. Uh, Morning Peter, is it fair to say that cyber criminals really seem to have the upper hand at the moment, especially now they're harnessing AI? That's a concerning thought. Well, good morning, Tom. J2 Patel, Cisco's global head of security, is in no doubt and he's told me that the cyber crooks are winning and this is despite, as you mentioned, governments and corporations and uh, government agencies pumping probably hundreds of billions of dollars around the world into their cyber defences. But Mr Patel thinks we could soon be at a turning point. But while we wait for that, he thinks the tech sector is in what it calls a hugely precarious position in this fight against cyber criminals. And he says significant action is needed to utilise artificial intelligence or AI for good purposes rather than bad. Now, critical infrastructure is exposed here around the world. A Cisco study says healthcare is the most targeted industry uh, this year, followed by telcos. We've had that experience here last year with Optus. Already we know aviation, air traffic control, shipping, those things you said we take for granted are exposed to these criminal bad actors who are now at the point where they're abandoning the ransomware but for direct extortion going directly to companies asking for money. J2 Patel's been in Melbourne at the Cisco Live event and he told me the tech industry itself's partly to blame for making the pursuit of cyber criminals so complex. And he now sees a cyber arms race with the hackers who are using AI. The way that cybersecurity has evolved is basically innovation through patchwork, which means that every single time there was a new threat that emerged, there was a new company that was formed to go out and handle that threat. Consequently, we've now got about 3,500 or so vendors in the market. And this evolved because we wanted to make sure that you had the most rapid response to a threat has now become an untenable state to manage. You just use the word untenable. Does that mean that there has to be some sort of turning point to beat the cyber criminals at their own game? Yes, because the complexity of managing the security infrastructure is getting to be so high that if you don't do this, then you actually put corporations at risk, critical infrastructure at risk. And as the complexity has gone up, the sophistication of the adversary that creates an attack has gone quite a bit. It used to be that there were college student hackers that used to be um, the uh, attackers. And now you see nation states. They're connected more. There's trillions of devices that are connected to the internet. So when you talk about critical infrastructure, you mean the obvious targets like aviation, air traffic control, shipping or trains. But Do you also mean life and death services that we might take for granted? Not just transport. You know, poor security practices can cost lives. If you start thinking about it, I would not be able to get a kidney dialysis done if the hospital got breached, if I had kidney failure. And it's security itself 
is considered critical infrastructure, whether it be the financial system, whether it be the water system and utility companies, whether it be the power grid, whether it be the transportation system, the healthcare system, so on and so forth. Here in Australia, we recently had a nationwide outage with our second biggest telco, Optus. Now, that wasn't a cyber attack, but it does show how a single outage can have a cascading impact with wide-reaching consequences. The addressable market for security is 8 billion humans because every human on the planet is going to some in some way shape or form be connected and is therefore going to have the risk of having their identity stolen the risk of having credentials being compromised and i think the industry has done a pretty bad job of making it too complicated that most people most normal you know day-to-day folks average citizens find it to be overwhelming and intimidating and what we have to do is democratize security and make it simple enough for everyone to use to protect themselves with cyber attacks now an ever-present risk is it clear that artificial intelligence is being used in attacks from the normal bad actors or hostile nations i think Artificial intelligence is not only driving the attacks, but it's also going to help in preventing the attacks. So in order to deal with the increased level of attacks that you see in the market right now, you have to deal with that at machine scale. You can't deal with it at human scale. You know, as they say, you can't take people to a security war. You have to take machines. And so the defenses for security are going to be all based on data and artificial intelligence. But we've always talked about there being an asymmetry between the defender and the attacker. And the advantage has always gone to the attacker because they have to be right once uh, and the defenders be right every single time. This is the first time I'd say in my professional career that I can see a future. We're not quite there yet, but I can see a future where the scales will be tipped in the favor of the defender because the defender will have a data advantage. So to the big question, who's winning the cyber war at the moment, the good guys or the bad guys? Well, the bad guys are winning. Today, categorically, the bad guys are winning. Well, you didn't have to think about that, did he? J2 Patel, there, Cisco's global vice president. Peter Ryan is still with us. Peter, cyber attacks are one form of disruption, but pressure to decarbonise and switch to renewables is also disrupting big energy companies. Yeah, well, that's right. We're talking about a potential merger between two oil and gas giants, Woodside and Santos. If the merger happens, there's no certainty it will, we'd end up with an $80 billion mega company. Both Woodside and Santos are facing rising pressures to decarbonise as the world decarbonises and makes a difficult switch to renewables. But also Woodside and Santos are under pressure from their investors. Woodside shares, for example, down 15% so far this year. So uh, Woodside, though, has told the stock exchange the talks with Santos are confidential and incomplete. There's no certainty about any deal, but of course, if anything does happen to require regulatory approval from the ACCC, the Foreign Investment Review Board, and importantly, shareholders from both companies. Okay, Peter Ryan, thank you very much. That's our senior business correspondent joining us this morning, and this is ABC News Radio across Australia.